Welcome to Tabernacle of Praise, Church of God in Christ, where we believe in encouraging, empowering, and equipping people to live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us now as we enter into our worship experience. We pray that this service will be a blessing to you and your life. Cancer, last year, look at somebody and say last year. Last year we weren't here together, but tell somebody, but this year. Come on, tell somebody else, this year. I'm so glad to be in the house of the Lord this year. Yes, yes. Oh, my God from Zion. An awesome opportunity it is for all of us to be in the house of the Lord and as we celebrate Resurrection Sunday it is indeed my pleasure and I count it an honor to be able to introduce our speaker for the hour amen we thank God for our brother that's here with us the Spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to preach the gospel. Elder Gary Sprewell, a son of the church, was raised at the House of Prayer Church of God in Christ in the city of Los Angeles, California. Elder Sprewell preached his first message at the age of six and was said to be among the youngest to be ordained in the church of God in Christ, which is the largest African-American Pentecostal denomination in the world. Y'all blessed today. Amen. In 1999, he started the Gary Sprewell Ministry, an international evangelistic ministry that edifies and empowers the entire church, hosting conferences and special events. Not just a preacher, but also an entrepreneur. Uh, Elder Sprewell <laughs> is the president and CEO of God Sent Music Group and Sprewell Event Services. In 2008, he was asked to move to Grand Rapids, Michigan to work with multi-award winning artist Marvin L. Sapp. Mr. Never would have made it. Serving on all levels of the Church of God in Christ, he works tirelessly in the metropolitan jurisdiction where Bishop J.B. Hackworth is his prelate. Nationally, he serves as the Vice President of the International Department of Evangelism, founding board member of the Church of God in Christ Music, LLC, director of Summerfest for, for the International AIM Convention. Elder Sprewell has been blessed to share his ministry on both national radio and television programs, i.e. the Word Network, to just name one. He travels across the country and around the world preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. He is also known to some as a life coach, helping people live their best life by maximizing their potential. As an anointed psalmist, he has been blessed to be on stage and perform with the late Reverend James Moore, Andre Crouch, the late Timothy Wright, Mary Mary, and so many others. To God be the glory. I just read all of that because sometimes when people are among us, we really don't know 
who we have among us. And we don't appreciate the giftedness and the anointing that's on their lives. I thank God for knowing this, my brother. We've been working together. We first started working together with the International Youth Department when we were doing uh, youth rallies. But God has elevated him in such a way. Amen. And I thank God for having a lifelong friend and brother. Rise to your feet and receive the anointed vessel of the hour, Evangelist Gary Sprewell. Let's say amen at this time. He's a mighty God. I said he's a mighty God. the greatest preachers, pastors, leaders anywhere in the world, Superintendent Michael Jackson. Come on, y'all. To the prettiest lady in her house with her bad bonnet on. Would you help me thank God for First Lady Jackson? Certainly to all the elders, the ministers, all these mothers. I mean, y'all got the prettiest mothers I've seen in a long time. Help me thank God for this mother's board everyone in their respective place. Wow, would you help me thank God for the music ministry? What an incredible... You can be seated. What an opportunity we have to worship God in the beauty of holiness. I'm excited to be in church and um, I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. Those of you all that are watching us online, I want you to do yourself a favor and tag a friend. Share this broadcast and let everybody know God has a word for us on today. While you're at it, if you're not already doing it, those of you watching and those of you all sitting in the church, if you're not already doing so, I want you to go to Instagram and follow me at Gary Sprewell. There's nothing spiritual about it. I'm just trying to get my numbers up. So help your boy reach his goal. Amen. 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 Uh, Mark chapter number 16. Mark chapter number 16. Down at the cross where my Savior died. I think I'm at the wrong church. Singing glory to his name. Everybody singing glory to his name. That's all right. I thought this was Easter Sunday, so never mind. That's all right. And I know it was the blood. And I know it. Oh, I know it. For me. If you got a shot, I've got it. If you still look and say, hold up, Spree. Mark 16, verse number 6. And he said unto them, Be not afraid. 
ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. But go your way. Tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him as he said unto you. But go your way. Tell his disciples and Peter. And Peter. And and Peter. For the next 20 minutes, I want to talk about falling is not final. Falling is not final. You might be seated. I know some of y'all looking at me waiting on this Easter Day sermon and you trying to figure out how falling is not final can fit into your Easter Day sermon. But before we get into it, can I get about five people online, ten people in the audience who can just shout at the fact that the fact that Jesus died means you don't have to die where you were. I don't have nobody on this section. Let me try y'all over here. I'm looking for someone who can praise God. Now, because see, we, we've gotten very spoiled. And uh, we've gotten to the place where if the preacher don't call our name and our address and don't prophesy houses, cars, and money, we act like we can't shout. But I'm looking for 15 mature folk that say, God, if you don't give me more money, I'm shouting because of the blood today. No, I see your hand, but I'm listening for your voice. I'm looking for people who can shout. Because if it had not been for the Lord, I need you, if your neighbor's sitting there acting sedity and sedated, I need you to look at them and act like you know what today is and tell them you better shout that he didn't let you die before he died. You better shout that he didn't stay in the grave. You better shout. It is his blood. Be seated, please. Is it is the fact that he allowed them to crucify his body. It is the fact that he allowed them to torment him literally. It is the fact that they allow he allowed them to mock him and torture him, dragging an old wooden cross up to a mountain just to die. Here's the shout. He did not have to die. The same God, the same God, the same God who came through 40, as my grandma would say, and two generations, is the same God who created heaven. The Bible calls him, um, gives us to understand that he's 100% he's God and 100% man. Early theologians couldn't even understand that, so they called him the God-man. How can you be all God and all man all at the same time? But because, because man fell, I'm, I'm, I'm teaching you Sunday school because you know this, because man fell, God created man, the Bible says, in his image after his likeness. So, so when God created us, we were like God, but sin crept in in the garden and man fell. And because man could no longer be like God, God became like man so we can still be like him. Lord. 
You missed it. Let's try it one more time. Because man was no longer like God. God decided to become like man so we could still be like him. The Bible says he took on flesh, became a man, and allowed them. The Bible says it this way. No man takes my life. I lay it down. He, 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 he was not murdered. Uh, he let them kill him. Died. This church will tell you how they stretched him wide, hung him high, hung his head, and for me, I died. That was my Easter speech for those of y'all that wanted a speech. Put him in a borrowed tomb. But because of the timing of the Sabbath, they didn't have the time to properly embalm his body. They had to get him off the tomb quickly because the Sabbath was coming. So they took his body off, threw it in a tomb, put a stone near it. And the Bible picks up in Mark chapter 16, verse number 6, with three women on their way to the tomb because the Sabbath is over and their job is to embalm or anoint his body. The Bible says as they are on their way to the tomb, it is, it is Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and, and Salome. They're on their way to the tomb to anoint or embalm Jesus' body. And while they're on their way, just like women do, sometimes they've got ahead of themselves and didn't plan properly. Okay, I'm going to act like I didn't just say that because there are too many women in here. Uh, they, they got ahead of themselves and on their way, they said, who going to move the stone? There's a stone, there's a stone that's too large for us to move ourselves. How are we going to get in to see Jesus' body to do what we need done? But the Bible said, just like women, they had already made up their mind. They're going to do what they're going to do, and we'll figure it out later. They got to the tomb. Can I pause parenthetically to see if there's five women that will shout with me that say a stone never stopped my progress. I, if, if, if God before me, he'll move the stone. All I'm going to do is what I know to do. They get to the tomb and to their surprise, the stone has been removed. Okay, can I pause parenthetically to see if anyone will shout about this? The fact that God moved the stone was not so Jesus can get out. He didn't need the stone moved to get out. He moved the stone so you can get in. And I want to know if there's anybody on a Easter Sunday on a resurrection Sunday that can shout at the fact that the only reason he moved the stone is so you can have evidence that he's no longer there. I need you to shout at somebody near you and tell him I know he's gone because he moved the stone. They get into the tomb. I apologize for boring your patience for those of y'all that know the story. They get into the tomb and the Bible says they notice Jesus is gone. Uh, but there is a strange man in the tomb. It's, it's, it's an angel, and, and, and the angel responds to them. That's where our text picks up. He says, don't be scared. I, I, know, I, know, I know you're looking for Jesus um, that was killed the other day. He ain't, he ain't, he, 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 he ain't here. Um, he says, watch this, but go your way. Tell his disciples and Peter that he goes before you into Galilee. There you'll see him just like he said you would. Church, I, I want to talk briefly to, to those of you all that are watching online, to those of you all who are bold enough to sit in this sanctuary on a resurrection Sunday and admit that sometimes you've made mistakes. 
I, I, don't, I don't want to talk to everyone who's perfect, who's all, always got things together. You can dismiss yourself. Come back on Mother's Day. I'm sure that'll be a better suited service for you. Today, I came specifically to talk to people who are not arrogant enough to act like they've never made any mistakes. Can I pause long enough to tell you maybe the reason why your kids don't want to come to church is because they see you fake the funk every week. You want to sit up in here and act like you don't make no mistakes, like you always cross all your T's and dot all your I's, when the reality is the Bible told your business when it said all have sin and come short. Look at your row and say, what up, shorty? We all come short of the glory of God. So don't you dare sit up in here on the day we celebrate in the fact that our sins have been forgiven and Act like you ain't got nothing to shout about. Um, today, 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 I want to talk to people. I want to, I want to, I want to talk to people who've made mistakes, who who have done dumb things, who are not always proud of what you have in your past. All right, all right, all right, all right. Can, can, can I get a little bolder and talk to people who say, Spree, I ain't proud of the stuff I did recently either. Oh, ain't, ain't nobody going to shout right through there. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody going to holler. I know, I know you got your Easter Sunday do-rags on and you don't want to mess up your good look. But the fact of the matter is some of the stuff you need to shout about the blood covering ain't stuff you did in your B.C. days before Christ. There's some stuff you did in your A.D. after you got delivered. There's some stuff you had to struggle with. I'm talking to folk who are like Peter who are, who are, who are professional mess-ups. Um, I, I didn't come for the sedated and the sedity today. I, I came for those of y'all who can testify, whenever I go to do good, evil, evil, yeah, evil, evil is always always present. Bible, the Bible is, is, is interesting because, because the angel tells the ladies, um, go tell the disciples that Jesus is going to meet them in Galilee like he said. But he does not just say the disciples. He says the disciples and Peter. That, that, that's interesting church um, because Peter is a disciple. So there's no need for you to point out Peter. All I got to say is the disciples, and because he is a disciple, that automatically includes him. That's, 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 that's like pastor getting up today and saying, I want to meet with all of the deacons and brother so-and-so who's a part of the deacon board. Well, that tells me one or two things. Either pastor has fired him. <laughs> Oh, really? You gonna sit there with that mask on? Like you don't? Know, never, never, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, the fact that the angel points out Peter suggests that something has happened, and Peter ain't cool with the disciples no more. It tells me, tells me, tells me something. Now, now you, you, you know what happened. You, you know what happened. Uh, Mark 14. Uh, uh, Jesus already told him he was gonna deny. Matter of fact, Jesus told him he was going to deny me three times before the rooster crows twice. Peter gone, talking about that church, talking, no, Lord, I ain't never going to move my membership. You've been a good pastor. No, Lord. As soon as corona hit, I'm gone. I'm, I'm, I'm a viral, virtual member. Okay, never, never mind. Too messy. Never mind. Um, he says, no, not going to do it. The Bible says Jesus is taken while Jesus is in court. 
Peter is hiding out. You, you, you got to read Mark 14, 66, because it shows you that a little girl sees Peter, recognizes him, and said, hey, ain't you one of them disciples? He says, no, don't, 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 don't know what you're talking about. Ain't me. Goes on a little further. Little girl gets a crowd, just like messy people do, and say, hey, I'm telling y'all, that's one of them, that's one of them disciples. No, wrong man, wrong person, new phone, who this, don't know who you are. Um, that ain't me. A little further, the crowd begins to insist, no, no, you, you one of them, you sound, your accent gives you away. You talk like them. You sound like them. And Peter says, well, I better change up my speech. No, I done told you I ain't bleepity bleak. Or oh, you don't read your Bible. The Bible said he cussed. See if he would get him off. And the Bible says, well, the Bible don't say it. In my mind, as soon as the richer prior words come off of the man's tongue, the rooster crows for the second time. And the Bible says Peter begins to weep. Brothers and sisters, can I suggest to you that Peter may be what Peter does is worse than what Judas did. Because Judas betrayed him and sold him once. But once he had an opportunity to think about it, at least he had enough sense to throw the money away. Peter doesn't deny him once, but he denies him over and over. He is a repeat offender. I, I, I don't want to talk to those of y'all who get it right after the first time. I want to talk to those of y'all who, without telling all your business, because church folk will talk about you, will be honest enough to admit that there's sometimes I repent and still go back to what I said I wasn't going to do. All right, ain't nobody going to help your boy preach. Let me see if I can pick you up on this one. If you've ever prayed, Lord, if you get me out of this, I'll never, oh really, you going to sit there like you ain't never prayed that prayer before? I'll never do that again just for you to see that the coast is clear for you to do it again. Peter is a repeat offender. Today I want to talk to people who can testify I didn't just fall but it seemed like I keep falling. Matter of fact every day I've got to watch my step. I, I, I know I know I know your neighbor ain't gonna testify but let me tell on myself even this good-looking preacher in the three-piece suit please don't act like you didn't recognize it please don't act like you didn't notice even me every day I've got to watch my step David, David says it this way my foot almost slipped I, I want to talk to people who can testify that if I don't pray every day ain't no telling what I'm going to do if I don't read my Bible every day ain't no telling what my conversation is going to be you can tell how long it's been since I've been in worship because sometimes my flesh gets out of control I'm looking for those of y'all that say every day I've got to kill my flesh if your neighbor ain't shouting, it's because they don't realize that they're saved, but it ain't because they deserve to be saved. They're saved because Calvary covered their flesh and gave them the right to repent every day. He is, he's a repeat, <laughs> he's a repeat offender.
And may I suggest to you, maybe the reason the angel pinpoints Peter is because Peter is no longer running with the disciples. And if that's the case, Pastor, can I please suggest that maybe it happened one of two ways, because I know how church folk are. Maybe the disciples heard what Peter did because, you know, they were not there when he denied them. And um, um, let's see if I can get two people to shout about this. Sometimes the reason why I shout the loudest ain't because of the sins you knew I made. Sometimes I'm shouting about the stuff I'll never tell you about. Oh, really? You gonna sit there and act like you ain't got no skeletons in your closet? Okay, never mind, never mind. Uh, the, the disciples were not there when he denied him. But maybe they heard about what he did and with their self-righteous self decide you're too bad to hang with the sanctified. I, I want to talk to those of y'all who this is your first time in search and it ain't just because of COVID, it's because this is the first time you've been able to come on Easter. I, I want to talk to those of y'all who are watching because your mama made you sit down next to her and put the, the, the service on the big screen. I want to talk to those of y'all who sanctified folks sometimes make you feel like what you did is too bad to come in the sanctuary. I, I, I want to talk, talk to those of y'all who, who sometimes folk make you feel like you're too dirty to hang around Jesus. Can I please tell you you are not worthy to come in the sanctuary. You're not worthy to hang around Jesus. But after all, huh, ain't none of us worthy. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't, don't you sit there and act like you deserve to be sitting up in here. I need everybody in the room that got good enough sense to know the only reason you sitting up in here with a piece of strength and your right mind is because God looked beyond your thoughts and deemed you worthy. It's no goodness of my own. Maybe, maybe, maybe the disciples decided Peter was too bad to hang out with them. Or maybe Peter allowed the enemy to guilt trip him to the point where he decided, I'm no longer worthy. Whatever the case is and whatever, whatever your current situation is, whether, whether folk are talking about you or whether you're killing your own self with your guilty conscience. Y'all forgive me for not preaching about houses and cars. I'm going after souls today. Please know um, um, that, that, that we're all in the same boat. And the reason why the angel says the disciples and Peter, because he wanted them all to know all of y'all going to see Jesus. Um, um, he says, he says, um, and, and Peter, hey, hey, uh, my first point for those of y'all take notes. My first point is, uh, falling does not cancel your purpose. For falling, falling does not cancel your purpose. I want to talk to all of you all who, who know there's a call of God on your life, uh, but you know you're not where you need to be. I want to tell you that when God gave you that calling, the Bible says gifts and callings are without repentance, which literally means God does not change his mind about what he wants you to do in this life. And so even though you have failed and have fallen, this text proves that falling does not cancel your purpose. Why? 
Why? Because the angel groups Peter back with the disciples as if to say, even though you denied him, even though you have fallen and messed up, you are still called of God. Come, come. It is... That's the reason to shout. That's the reason to shout in a culture that loves to cancel people. That's 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 a reason to shout in a generation that once they find out what you did in your past, they want to cancel your progress. But God told me to tell everybody that it does not matter what you did in your past, as long as you open your mouth and repent of it, the blood covers you, and there is no cancel culture for your purpose. Um, 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 point, point number two, and I'm going to let y'all go on and get your ham. Point number two, falling does not characterize your progress. Falling, falling does not characterize. Watch, watch what the angel says. Um, you know, what, what I've learned, Pastor, is what I've learned is um, sometimes what preaches better than what the text says is what the text don't say. Um, um, no, no, notice, notice, notice what the angel says. Angel says the disciples and Peter. But notice what the angel does not say. The angel does not say the disciples and Simon. Y'all missed it. Let me try it over here. Try it over here. Um, because all of y'all that been to Sunday school know Peter is not his original name. No, no, no. P -P Peter. Peter is not his name that his mother gave him. Uh, Peter is the name God gives him after his revelation as to who Jesus is. Um, um, so, so now here it is. Um, if you really are going to appreciate this point, you have had to have lived in a house with a parent who calls you by two different names. All right, all right, maybe I'm by myself. I was raised by my grandma, I was raised by my grandma, and um, when, when my grandma would call me, she would say, Gary boy. She would say, Gary boy. Uh, when, 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 when I was outside playing with my friends and my grandma would come to the, to the porch because she wanted me to come in the house, she would say, Gary, Gary boy. When I heard Gary boy, I knew something was in the house waiting on me. I knew, I knew grandma was going to give me a hug. I knew there was candy waiting. I knew something was good. But when she said, Gary, Gary's free well. I took my time coming home. See, some of y'all chills went through your body when you heard me say it, didn't it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, you can tell... You can tell the disposition of the parent by the way they call your name. Hey, 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 hey. When, 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 Peter, when Peter cut the soldier's ear off, Jesus said, Simon. When, 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 when Jesus tells him that the devil wants him, he says, Simon. Um, 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 when, when, when Jesus is trying to pray and Peter goes to sleep, Jesus says, Simon. But when they're on the boat and Simon has a revelation, he says, Peter. I just want to tell you that sometimes the enemy will cause you to believe that because you made a mistake that your mistake is what defines you and God causes you to go all the way back and act like you've never had any progress but the fact that the angel says Peter means you still got potential and you are not the mess up that you were when I first found you that this little bit mistake does not 
so I came to tell everybody that was thought about it that your mistake does not define you your falling does not cancel you and you still got purpose would you help your boy preach look down your road and tell him God still got purpose for you I know you messed up but there's still purpose in your future he says uh, he says uh, he says tell tell Peter tell 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 Peter I'm done point three and I'll see y'all when I see you point three um, falling falling doesn't cancel your purpose falling doesn't characterize your progress point three this is one where I was shot about if I didn't have all this quarantine weight on me <laughs> falling falling does not change his plan I'm getting ready to lose it y'all Watch what the, the angel says. The angel says, tell the disciples um, and Peter um, uh, to go on to Galilee because Jesus has gone before them and that's where you'll see him. Here it is, like he said. You missed a shout. Let me try one more time. Um, he, says, he says, tell the disciples and Peter He's already gone before you to Galilee. And that's where you're going to see him as he said. You, you, all right, you missed a shout. You missed a shout. Right there, ver verse number seven, the last part. There ye shall see him. Here it is. As he said unto you. Um, in, in, in Mark, uh, when, when Jesus tells Peter, you're going to deny me. Oh, you're going to lie about it. Um, but don't trip, because after you mess up, I'm going to Galilee. And that's where I'm going to meet you after my res resurrection. Watch this. What, what the angel suggests to Peter is, and if you don't shout about this, I don't know what to do for you. Come back next week. Um, the, the angel suggests to Peter, you messed up. Oh, you messed up big time, brother. You lied, you denied, you cussed with your cussing sanctified self. Um, um, here, here's the shout. You fell, you messed up. Here it is. But God is going to stick to the plan. You missed a shout. You missed a shout. Okay, wait, no, 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 no. I don't want to preach to everybody. I want to preach to those of y'all who have a promise over your life. I want to preach to those of y'all that God had already told you, I've got plans for you. There's some things I'm going to do in your future. There's some ways I'm going to make. There's some doors I'm going to open. And the devil calls you to believe that because you messed up, God cancels your future. But God tells the angel to tell Peter, I'm going to do what I said I was going to do. I got to get out of here. I need you to look down your road and tell them God is going to stick to the plan. He's still going to make a way out of the way. He's still going to open doors. He's still going to bless you. Yeah. Good. Good evening. Good evening, y'all. I just want to tell somebody watching me online. The reason we shout uh, on Resurrection Sunday uh, is because we understand that 
the reason God sticks to the plan that he has for our life is because it's no goodness of our own. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that nobody that is saved is saved because of their works. He set it up that way so that no man can boast. But that's the reason I shout the way I shout. I shout because I know that as long as I keep opening my mouth, the Bible says if you confess your faults, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. Come here, backslider. Come here, those of y'all that ain't been to church in a long time. God told me to remind you, if you got enough faith to just confess. Notice the Bible does not say confess to one another. We don't want you to tell everybody your business. Because the Bible never said that people are just uh, and righteous and faithful to forgive you if you confess to too many people you might end up on a blog but the Bible said if you confess to the Lord he's both faithful and just Can I tell you why he's faithful he's faithful because it don't matter many times you mess up if you keep confessing he's faithful to forgive every single time but he's not just faithful but he's just can I tell you why he's just he's just to forgive because if he does not forgive he's making you pay for what he already bought with his blood and in law it's called double jeopardy which means you can't be charged twice with the same crime and that's why God forgives you every time you find yourself on the altar saying Lord I messed up again the Bible said the blood already paid Colossians 2 says it this way he took our record that was against us and nailed it the cross. Can I tell you the way I like to say it? He took the record that was against me and nailed the receipt that paid for my mess and nailed it to the cross. I want to talk to everybody who want to intimidate you because they got receipts on what you did. You need to tell them Colossians said the receipts nailed to the cross good evening y'all I'll see y'all next time but the reason you ought to shout is because all of your mess is nailed to the cross and that's why I'll cherish the old rugged cross please please wave at your neighbors and say neighbor thank God for the cross, for it was at the cross, at the cross, we're at first, some light, and the parents of my heart rode away, it was there, ain't got no help here, don't be all in the comments, it was there, by faith, I received my son, 
why you need a shot because the fact that Jesus told the angel to tell the disciples and Peter he's already on his way to Galilee he's already on his way to what he said he was gonna do he's already I need you to help your boy preach look at your neighbor don't touch him just look at him and say neighbor he's already on his way to make a way out of nowhere he's already on his way to heal your body he's already on his way yeah the fact that he's already on his way signifies that where I found him the last time is not where I see him the next time the last time I saw him he was bloody the last time I saw him he was dying the last time I saw him he was weak the last time him. He was ashamed. The last time I saw him, the scene was so bad. Even the father had to look away. But the next time I see him, he's going to be in a resurrected body. I need you to help me preach. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, Don't remember what I looked like last week. Say, neighbor, when you see me this time, next week, I'm going to look different. I'm going to praise different. I'm going to drive different. I'm going to live different. He got it. I just came to tell you, your failure is not final. Jesus is not done with you. And because he lives, you can live. Because he got up, you about to get up. I came to tell you, he's got more for every person who's ever failed. He's got more for every person who's ever made a mistake. I just need you to encourage somebody and tell them God's got more. God's got more. The reason you're alive is because God's got more. The reason you ain't dead is because he's got more.
at your neighbor and tell them, and this is not enough subject. Tell them I'm alive. Y'all not fucking talking to tell them because there's more. Look at your neighbor and tell them, and you are not enough subject. You're alive. I said you're alive. Spree, 
I need them. I fall, as a matter of fact, I ain't just fell, but I fell and laid down. I've been down so long, I've built a, a house down here. If you're in this room or you're watching online and you say, I don't know if he still can use me. I'm a repeat offender. I mess up more than I do right. Let me help you. Sanctification is a process. I don't know if anybody's going to say amen to this, but I'm more sanctified today than I was yesterday. God says he wants you to be perfect. That word perfect does not mean without flaw. It means mature. Which means every time you mess up, you're mature to the point that you learn from that. And even though you'll fall again, you'll never fall there again. All right. I'm not going to suggest that you won't fall anymore. But I will tell you, you ought to stop falling here. If you're in this room, you're watching online, every head bowed, every eyes closed so that no one's embarrassed. If you're in this room or you're watching online and you need to make a decision to give God your life, you're tired of doing it on your own. You're tired of failing and falling and staying stuck. I'm here to tell you he's married to the backslider for those of you all who've been up. And the whole reason we celebrate today because his dying and his resurrection gives opportunity for every sinner. If you're in this room, you need to be saved. If you're watching online, you need to be saved. I just need you to acknowledge it. The Bible says, Jesus says, if you're ashamed to own me in front of me, I'll be ashamed to own you in front of my Father in heaven. If you're in the room and you know you need to give God your life, I want you to lift your hand without any embarrassment. If you're in the comments, I need you to just put, it's me. Put, it's me. Hallelujah. Father, your word says no man comes to you except the Spirit draw them. I'll call them, but I need you to draw them. Touch the heart of every backslider, every sinner. Draw them to your cross in Jesus' name. I see those hands. Thank you. I see you. Those of you all in the comments, if that's you, just put it to me. Everyone repeat after me. Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Say, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross, rose on the third day. I believe you're coming back again. See, teach me to love you, and I'll follow you for the rest of my life. Say this with an attitude. Devil, I'm no longer yours. I close every open door. I'm saved right now. Now, if you said that and meant it with your heart, you're saved that easy. According to Romans 10, 9 and 10. I need you to clap like your hands are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I need you to shout because I saw three people in the sanctuary. I don't know how many online, but I need you to shout because the blood still works. Come on, Zion, shout because the blood still works. Father, I thank you for every person that's in this room, every person that's watching online, every person that will watch the replay. Father, I thank you that your blood covers every fall, every failure. God, not only the failures of our past, but the ones of our present and even our future. Father, I thank you that you are maturing the believer, the babe, and the senior saint. You're maturing us all to walk closer with you. 
to live a more mature and sanctified life. Thank you, Father, that you've given us the confidence that every time we fall and fail, if we have enough sense to repent, to turn from what it is that's caused us to fall, you're faithful and you're just to forgive us. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your blood that still has power. Thank you for your cross that provides healing. Thank you for the empty tomb that provides evidence that our faith is not in vain. Thank you, Father, that I decree habits, even under this anointing, are being broken. Thank you that cycles under this anointing are being broken. Thank you that strongholds under this anointing are being broken. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I thank you that deliverance is flowing throughout this room. Come on, Zion, would you just lift your hands? Would you just lift your hands and worship him for a moment? Thank you that deliverance is freeing your people even now. Thank you that even over the airways, deliverance is flowing to every home. And I command that emotion of Ahaya. I command your people to be free. Father, we give your name glory. We give your name praise. There's no goodness of our own. We can't work our way into heaven, Father. And so we thank you that your blood, your cross, your empty tomb <laughs> provides an exit and a deliverance for us. And so, Father, we give you glory. In the name of the Lord Jesus, would you clap your hands and give them praise? Oh, come on, clap your hands, open your mouth and give it. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Air hug three people and tell them welcome to the greatest season of your life. Come on. Come on, don't be mean. Air hug three people and tell them welcome to the greatest season of your life. Thank you for listening today. If you want to learn more info about our church, visit us on our website at www.topchurchlv.com. We hope this message encouraged you to know you can live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us next week for another sermon to uplift your spirit.